The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in. It's hour number two of the early line on this Thursday morning. I'm Kevin Walsh, joined, of course, by Donnie Wright. Side in college basketball starting to pick up. We joked a little bit about their week zero, but over the last you know 48 hours, we were given Kentucky, Michigan State, Duke, Kansas, and then last night, Texas against Gonzaga. Number 11, Texas. Number 2, Gonzaga. But for Kempom, and you know that we uh, have referenced that plenty on our show and will continue to do so, going into this game, this was actually... Two verse three on Ken Palm, and after the game, it's still a top five matchup that you were getting here, which is one thing that college basketball does really get right. The out of conference, there's no hiding and ducking. Teams know it's important to challenge themselves and to take a chance at getting big wins on the resume for when we get to the tournament and seeding is going to come into play. Well, Texas sure got a big win. Texas opens the season 3-0 and as they beat Gonzaga 93-74. And I don't know what's more impressive, the 93 points they put up or the 20 turnovers that they forced of Gonzaga. What was your initial takeaway here from this matchup early on into the college season? By the way, just a side note before I talk about this game. What you said was just fantastic of the approach that college football needs to take. You basically came out and said, these guys know they're going to the tournament. Let's go with a measuring stick game. Let's all play each other outside the conference Mm. and have banger games all throughout November and December. So let's roll that back and say, what happens if the NCAA tournament in college basketball didn't have 64 teams? It had four teams. Do you think any of these teams would play anybody unless they were absolutely forced to do that? So think about that. In college football, you want better week zero games? Open up to 12 teams, 24 teams, 34 teams, 32 teams, whatever it might be, as a max. You get even better games. There's another feather in the cap for expanding the playoffs. Now, back to this game. I thought this one was interesting yesterday, Kevin, because we don't have a lot of statistics coming in. The one thing we do know is Texas didn't really play anybody just yet, right? Gonzaga did play a team in Michigan State and ended up winning. So the battle-tested theory of, I played somebody, let me see how I measure up now against Texas, where Texas, maybe we didn't know what was going to take place. But also, one of the faster teams in the country is Gonzaga. One of the slower teams through the first few games here was Texas. Texas ended up with 93 points in this game. That's a big-time win. But at the same time, 
Gonzaga is not losing any points on Donnie Wright's side spectrum here because they went to Texas, got lumped up early in the preseason. This is what they do. Occasionally, you're going to get thumped in some of these games. Good for them to continue to play and also still trying to elevate themselves and maybe get into a better conference. But Texas was awesome last night, no question about it. No points lost on the Donnie scale, points lost on the Kevin Walsh scale. See, for Gonzaga, here's the thing. I am not a fool. I am, see, because this is what people will do. Man, told you, Gonzaga doesn't play anybody. They're a fraud. (laughs) What? They just quite literally play Texas at Texas. That's one of the dumbest things you could possibly say. It's not about that. Okay. As Gonzaga sits here at 11 to 1 to win this championship, Texas at uh, 21 to 1, right? It's about what Gonzaga did every single year. It felt like Donnie even before last year. They'd get to the out of conference, and the smart folks like yourself would say, Why do we keep talking about the WCC? They just beat four top five teams in November. Of course they're a one seed. Of course they rule. Radio audience here, early line, Sirius XM, Channel 159. You know all the deal. Last year, though, during the out-of-conference, right, they showed a little bit of cracks. And again, it's only relative to their expectations. They lost by three to Duke, who was a Final Four team last year. They lost at Alabama, who is the most Jekyll and Hyde team in all of college basketball. And then they lost a game to St. Mary's, who was great last season, and they lost that on the road. But for Gonzaga, that was a little abnormal, and they ended up being eliminated in the Sweet 16. And if you remember in the round of 32, they got pushed by Memphis. My point is not that Gonzaga is a fraud. They're going to the tournament. They'll have a top-four seed, not a problem in the world, right? It's that... Don't pencil Gonzaga in now for a number one overall seed. But also, this clearly doesn't look like a team as good as all of the other ones that have come through. Drew Timmy, Donnie, after the Michigan State one-point victory, goes, yeah, we're young. We got to figure some things out here. My, I just don't know if Gonzaga, who for a couple years in a row was number one with a bullet, now they maybe are the eighth best team in college basketball and that is a change it is a little bit of a change and not because you don't have the high-end talent which timmy is going to be maybe a college basketball player the a certain candidate let's see if he can win it but gonzaga for the past what five seven years came at you in waves we're talking about nba talent top five talent guys coming in that are absolute freaks and playing ball and oh yeah a loaded bench to go on with it because the joke used to be out in the WCC was not really what the starters were going to do, but if they're up 25 points with five minutes to go, they'll probably make it 35 points because their bench is better than your starting lineup here. Maybe you're not getting the absolute depth that you have, but again, Mark Few is a very good basketball coach. We'll see how this team progresses. And also, they came into the season as a top-five program. They're expected to be great. And and also, to your point, right, the year where they were flirting with unbeaten, Jalen Suggs. Top five pick last year, Chet Holmgren, top five pick, not on this roster. That's my point. It's not that Gonzaga's a fraud. It's that this is a a step down from what they had been putting forward. We talk with Rick Harrow in the World Cup. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Right back here on the early line. I'm Kevin Walsh. World Cup 2022 is just three days away. We're going to be joined by Rick Hara, who's going to be out there covering the World Cup for us here on SportsGrid. But before we bring him in, let's go over to our friends at Sporting News and Simon Borg talking about the giants of world football. The USA are 100 to 1 to win the 2022 FIFA World Cup, and those odds are roughly middle of the pack. Mexico also have the same odds, but is a long shot bet really worth making at this World Cup? I'm Simon Borg from the Sporting News with your World Cup update. The first men's World Cup was played over 90 years ago, and you know how many countries have ever won the trophy in that span? Eight. That's right, just eight. Forget 90 years, go back 40 years. That's 10 World Cups. And you know the number of countries to make the final, eight. It's really hard to break into that elite group of countries who are favorites in every men's tournament. We're talking about Brazil, Argentina, France, Germany, Spain. They also happen to be the favorites this time around along with England. So is it worth looking at any other country outside of those top six? History would tell you the answer is no, except when you look at the last World Cup and you saw Croatia. They were 33 to 1 to win it all, 10th on the pre-tournament favorites list. They made the final against France. They lost, but anyone who had that ticket was able to hedge in the final. And if they did it right, they won no matter what. Could we see another country make a run at the final like Croatia? It would truly take an unlikely set of circumstances. We're talking multiple favorites stumbling in the group stage, like England and France finishing second in their group, or one of Spain or Germany finishing eliminated in Group E. If all those things happen, then you get one side of the bracket that could have a bunch of second-tier teams with a shot. Which ones? 14-1 to Portugal, 28-1 to Denmark, African champ Senegal, 80-1. to And yeah, the 100 to 1 USA, if they win their group over England. Or how about Japan, 250 to 1 odds? 
Don't hold your breath. These are the definition of long shots. None have ever made the final. But if they got there, you'd be celebrating like they won it. In there from Simon. Back right here, though, on the early line, let's bring in Rick Haro, who is going to be making his way out to the World Cup. Rick, there is so many different aspects of World Cup 2022 that we can talk about. But I think the one that I'm most interested in right away is, of course, the betting perspective. The World Cup is going on during football season. We are going to begin this tournament during the heart of an NFL slate. College basketball going on. College football going on. It is a busy time in the sports calendar. How much attention are we expecting the World Cup to get from the sports better throughout this tournament? Not as much as four years from now when we have the World Cup in the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. But there will be some openings and some cracks. I think Sunday will be uh, afternoon. Monday will be a magnificent time for betting before the Wales game, which, by the way, the U.S. opens the slate against Wales, not Josie Wales, but not even Wales the country, because there is no Wales the country. In England, you have Wales and you have two other teams that play separately. That game, by the way, will start at 10 o'clock my time out there for American television at two. It's eight hour difference. And so uh, what a week, because that Friday, if you want to watch football and bet on it and you're tired because you've already watched the Thursday games, what do you normally watch? Oh, Iowa State and Oklahoma and Nebraska, that uh, that game, that ain't happening. The U.S.-England game will be the biggest watched, most watched game, maybe in the history of American soccer. And then, as Simon says, if uh, U.S. beats Wales, it's a big deal, maybe ties England, maybe even loses to England. The Iran game the next week, our friends, and that'll determine whether we get into the next round and then who knows what happens. And so on the field, the pitch, it's going to be an incredible week. Now, the other issues, and we'll talk about them, eight stadiums within 35 miles, uh, six of them, wow. five of them are like erector sets. What they're going to do after the games is they're going to they're going to take them down, put them in a package, and send them to African countries uh, in exchange for promoting soccer. It's really an exchange for the vote, which is one of the ways that Qatar got the World Cup anyway. But it's marvelous. It's an incredible event. Thursday afternoon, I'm going to Mesaid, which is a desert golf course, nine holes. There's not any grass on it. You bring your piece of grass. You put it on the fairway. You hit the ball where you hit it. You drop the piece of grass. You drop the ball on the fairway. You hit it again. Then you go to sand and oil greens. How about that? We're going to get some pictures, and we're going to do a little bit of a sports business minute there. There you go. Rick Hara going overseas there for the World Cup. Kicks off on Sunday. But, Rick, other news out there, and very interesting news there is. FTX, which most people say, well, what is FTX? I've been seeing that in the news here. Not only that company, if you take that out of the equation, but the sports athletes tied into it now sort of maybe getting class action lawsuits or maybe in a little bit of trouble for backing or accepting sponsorships from them in exchange for promotion. Talk about some of the challenges there. And are these athletes on the hook now with Mm -hmm. all the problems at FTX? Sort of maybe class action. If you're Steph Curry, your lawyer says, I got one (laughs) and I don't know what to do with it. Especially look at Steph Curry's campaign. What is it? Hashtag. I don't know what I'm talking about, but FTX is a great company and I listen to them. 
Well, that's not a great message, especially in court. Uh, Otani, uh, Osaka, uh, Bunshin, uh, Brady, uh, obviously we talked about Curry. So that's all going to revolutionize the law about what you should listen to and what kind of liabilities you have. Then there's the city of Miami and Dade County. FTX paid $45 million for the naming of that arena. The guys are up there on the roof painting it again, uh, you know, putting the white paint uh, over FTX. And you got bondholders. You got people who are expecting those payments. They ain't coming because of bankruptcy. A lot of issues here with that company and, uh, frankly, the entire crypto industry. I'm not saying that Crypto.com has any thing to worry about. But if I'm a crypto.com arena and I expect a $750 million payment on a regular basis, uh, I would certainly look to the media for daily reports on how that company is doing. Rick, you mentioned that the World Cup will be stateside, uh, you know, mm. not all too far from now. Uh, are there things mm. that, you know, folks will be looking at to see kind of what takes place mm. here in Qatar, maybe the economic impact and kind of lessons that can be learned or things to expect? Well, economic impact is huge for them. Uh, Qatar Air has, uh, you know, over 100 destinations nonstop to uh, Doha. And there are 31 nations, the Qatar automatically qualifies, who are bringing significant delegations to that event. So the economic impact and the showcase is off the charts for a small country in the Middle East trying to showcase themselves. And remember, Dubai with golf and tennis and all of those special events and golf courses and Abu Dhabi, which is only 40 minutes away, and Saudi Arabia with the Live Tour and all the money they gave Greg Norman, et cetera, to promote. They're all kind of in the same bucket, which is they want to splash to promote tourism in the future. And this is a splash. Uh, you know, the idea of it's too hot. By the way, it's going to be 82 degrees uh, and it's going to be amazing. So it's not going to be that issue. There are going to be a lot of things we're going to talk about, but I think it's going to turn out OK. Eric, with only a couple of moments left here, just let, let the people know some of the coverage that they can expect from you while you're out there at the World Cup. <laughs> Good. That was a great tee-up, and I'm going to take you to break, as you expected. So, yeah, listen, the bottom line is we're going to do some sports business minutes and some daily numbers games. We're going to the Wales game. We're going to Canada-Belgium on Wednesday. We're going to do the U.S.-England on Friday. We're going to do a little bit of the golf. There is a uh, tour to an island that is about five miles off of Doha. Yeah, they built water there, too. They did everything. And at the end of the day, we're going to do some cultural things about what it is that's special about a World Cup that brings billions of dollars to FIFA. And then we're going to talk about soccer all over the world and how it impacts Canada, Mexico, U.S. for their bid four years from now. So don't turn the dial. Oh, we don't turn the dial anymore. Bye. See you. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. 
the collide of football pads, the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Back with you here on Sports Group. And I love the opportunity to look at some of the award races on the FanDuel Sportsbook right now in the National Football League, basically, you know, through the midway point of this season. And we've talked a lot about the MVP. We know Offensive Rookie of the Year looks like a two man race, Kenneth Walker, Damian Pierce. And those are, you know, we're, we start to, you know, head to head, right? In terms of statistics, what are guys bringing to the table? Coach of the year is a whole nother ball game, right? Coach of the year, we start talking about what did we expect? What are we getting? Who's winning the narrative battle? Who's impressing the most? Who's doing the most? There is so much to dive into. The favorite for this award is Nick Sirianni. He is one of just four coaches under 10 to 1. But under Sirianni, Brian Dable, Kevin O'Connell, and Mike McDaniel, who is at 7-1. to one. When you see the odds here, Donnie, what is your first takeaway in this Coach of the Year market? Looks like it's a three-horse race right now with Sirianni, Dable, and Kevin O'Connell as compared to the rest of the field. But also, I always like this notion because a Coach of the Year is sort of one of those things where you don't really think about what this team can do. They come out of nowhere. Oh, he's got to be Coach of the Year. Like, you take a look at the Kansas City Chiefs who now sit with the top seed in the AFC, and you say to yourself, who would you rather have in the NFL as a head coach Andy Reid? Probably nobody at this point. And he's 75 to 1 to win coach of the year. So you almost get a downgrade because you build a monster at quarterback and a freak offense, but we see it every single year. And you go, ah, anybody could coach that team. Really? The interesting thing with Brian Dable, who is, of course, right behind Sirianni, is do you think there's a world that they give it to a coach who won't win his division? who will ultimately be, at best, then a fifth seed. And, and I'm sure some people are going to say, hey, well, let's not count them out. They might be able to win the division. The Giants are 9-1 to one to win the division. If you like Brian Dable to win this award because you think they're going to win the division, then do not waste your time with Coach of the Year. And I agree, if by chance the Giants did win this division – which would then maybe put them in line for the one seed. Again, I don't think that's happening. He'll win the <laughs> award. But again, who cares? Go bet nine to one. That's the number that you need to put in your back pocket. The question then is, I think, with the th we Sirianni's very obvious, very easy, right? We see it the whole way. Yeah. Brian Dable, we just broke down. Kevin O'Connell. Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, right? We've known this team has had talent, but it does feel like they are overachieving at 8-1. and one. They were a team that 
We're not booked as favorites to win their division, so you know that they're going to be able to get some credit for that. It's going to be a little bit of, not a major uphill battle to snag the one seed, but at the end of the day, the Eagles having the head-to-head obviously is a benefit there for the Eagles in that race. But in the way that I say Brian Dable is competing against Sirianni, and it's the Giants' record that's competing against the Eagles' record, are the Vikings in the same boat? Do you think that Kevin O'Connell can make an argument to win this award while finishing perhaps with a lesser record than Sirianni and the Eagles? It's a good question you bring up, too, because much like the Minnesota Vikings, who have tied for, at least record-wise, right, tied for the best record in football, it seems like they're getting downgraded as a team. And the same thing that you could probably look, the casual NFL fan who's coaching the Minnesota Vikings I guarantee you 50% of the people you ask that question to who watch football won't actually know who the coach of the Vikings in. And the reason why I bring that up, Kevin, if we're looking at the Philadelphia Eagles, we thought they would be a good team coming into the season, and the FanDuel Sportsbook moved them to the favorites to win the division a few days before the season actually began. But is it truly Nick Sirianni that's pulling all the right punches? Or is it Jalen Hurts and a dominant offensive line, sick wide receivers, a very good pass rush, an elite secondary that's winning them football games? And the reason why I bring that up, because everybody around football, at least in my little world that I live in, you look at the Giants and you go, the only reason they're winning is because of Brian Dable. He doesn't even coach. Or excuse me, he doesn't even play in the game. He's just a coach, Kevin. Because look at the roster. And for me, Saquon Barkley is an elite NFL player. The rest of that team stinks. And look at their record. So if I'm going Sirianni plus 120, which is going to get the bump if they end up going 16-1, and 15-2, I get it. But if we're looking at Brian Dable and he gets the Giants to double-digit wins, I don't look as the Giants going, oh, man, look at that team. I just go, Brian Dable, that guy's a genius. It is interesting, by the way, their current win totals 10 and a half, juice to the under, mm-hmm. but still that would, of course, you know, an under gets you double digits. It yeah. is interesting, and I like Brian Dable, but all of the credit that you put on him, yeah. he doesn't call plays, and Wink Martindale is a heck of an offensive coordinator. We've seen CEO types get a lot of praise before, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. part of the reason to be encouraged because those guys last. I'm just saying, but by the way, I don't think Sirianni's not really calling plays anymore. So I'm just, it's interesting how Dable feels like the guy that you kind of point to where it's like, explain the Giants, right? And that's kind of where your hand goes first. But the interesting thing, and maybe the most fascinating name for me is seven to one's Mike McDaniel. You look at the Eagles, right? And... Jalen Hurts taking a step forward. How much of that is going to be credited to Nick Sirianni? How much of that is A.J. Brown? Normal progression, yada, 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 right? Daniel Jones really isn't markedly better. The Giants are finding a way. Kirk Cousins, is he statistically that much better? I don't really know. They just keep winning close games. Two is 5-1 to one to win MVP. There's 7-0 in the games that he starts and finishes. We all know it. We've all said it a thousand times. And yes, Tyreek Hill's a big bump. And Jalen Waddle's fantastic. Doesn't it feel like the credit of Tua's breakout season, most of that will be given to Mike McDaniel? And we talk about blowing past expectations. The Eagles closed as division favorites. The Vikings were a division favorite after two weeks of football, and I don't think the Giants win their division. 
But what if the Miami Dolphins take the AFC East from everybody's favorite Buffalo Bills? And unlike Brian Dable, who's 9-1 to to win his division, Mike McDaniel is just plus 240. Mike McDaniel, to me right now, should have the second-best odds behind Nick Sirianni. No, and I do agree that McDaniel probably should be higher, but it's the old, it's, and again, it's, it's kind of odd. Different people sort of measure what a coach of the year and what that means or what they're actually going to vote for is what I should say. Because you look at Mike McDaniel, what did we say coming over from San Francisco? Kyle Shannon's right-hand man. You want a guy that's going to dial up plays where everybody is wide open? He's your guy. Watch him work healthy offense right now they are so much fun to watch on offense and he's the reason why in part because he is the architect of that offense but at the same time you see him sitting there at seven and go why isn't he getting more bump why isn't he almost like a one one a choice here because he gets downgraded because they went out and made a smart move to get Tyree Kill and they got Jalen Waddle. So we're also led to believe, like, well, you're always going to have a really good offense if you have those two guys. Yeah, ask, you know, the New Orleans Saints here about having three top guys at wide receiver and how easy it is to run your offense. Maybe they get injured. Maybe they're healthy. Maybe your offense just stinks at this point. But also, you have to give him credit as well. This was a make-or-break year for two. Nobody was saying Tua coming into this season is a lock to get a contract with the Dolphins. He's everything they always hoped they would be. That wasn't there. It's sort of like he unlocked the keys and said, hey, kid, I'm going to put an unbelievable game plan around you with stars that are going to help you out. Let me see if you flourish. And he's knocking it out of the ballpark. So I agree with you. McDaniel should be higher, but I think he's getting downgraded because, well, we have Tyree Kill. You're supposed to be an unbelievable offense. And that's just not fair. And I don't, but I don't know if, if McDaniel's being downgraded all that much. Again, like he's, he's one of four guys that are under that 10 to one marker. It's, it's an interesting thing though. How, how do we find the balance of the fact that they didn't win without Tua, right? When we start doing the yeah. credit, it's hard to say it's all Mike McDaniel when Mike McDaniel couldn't win without Tua Tungavailoa. That's kind of the back and forth there, though I think Mike McDaniel maybe is going to win the credit battle when it's all said and done. If you try and look down this board, again, the Sala is 11-1, to Pete Carroll's 12-1, to everybody else is 50-1 to or longer. If you try to yeah. find somebody in that range to make an argument for, I believe was he, I think he was last year's winner. I'll double check that as I throw it to you, but I'm sure you know right where I'm going with this hundred to one. How did they do this again? Mike Vrabel, right? Yes. Uh, competitive, exactly. with, competitive yeah. somehow, some way with Malik Willis, Ryan Tannehill's not all that good. They got a running game and a defense. Mike Vrabel if they're willing to go back to back, I'm going to double check that right now. But Mike Vrabel at 100 to 1 feels like a decent piece of business. Exactly. And the reason why these guys get bumps for me the same way with Dable is he doesn't have much talent to work with. Yeah, I have no idea how Vrabel and Dable are winning football games. Therefore, <laughs> it must be they are just getting these guys to buy in and believe at the absolute craziest moments where you're looking mm. at games every third and fourth quarter. It's tough, and they win. That means your coach is doing his job. Now, two last points. One, Brandon yeah. Staley, 200-1. It's about time. Oh. I can't believe he's not 15-1. to one. Secondly, Saturday. at the same price. Woo. Jeff Saturday, and oh, <laughs> Jeff Saturday, anybody? What an upgrade yeah, from Frank Reich. Howard's shorting that pick. He's shorting it. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's short. Him, him and Joe Thomas are going to create their own book, off him at 100 to 1. Shout out to the boys. Man, oh, man. Speaking of Mike Vrabel, he's on Thursday night football against the Green Bay Packers. That's coming on up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Thursday night football. I'm Kevin Walsh. I'm joined by Donnie Wrightside. I do have some bad news, though, for our watchers and listeners. You know, usually we can spend a whole segment here breaking down Thursday night football. But unfortunately, Donnie doesn't view this as much of a game. Mm-mm. I mean, he no. sees this line. You might see Packers like minus football. three. He, he sees Titans minus 14. I, I mean, he told you, auto loss. Though, yeah. though yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't here yesterday. Maybe you got some new information. Maybe the mind changed a little bit. We'll get to total player prompts. As always, match specials, there's got to be some tang out there. But the side, Donnie, are you still seeing this as unbelievable value? On the Tennessee Titans? Yes. yes, I do see it as value in the Titans, and we'll see where that goes because the FanDuel Sportsbook mm. right now listing this game as the Packers minus three at a minus 120. So what are we hoping for in the Donnie Wright side household? That that goes to minus three and a half, which would mean that the Tennessee Titans would now be getting more than a field goal. Let's also preface, we're so much into weather this weekend and watching what's going to take place in Buffalo, and sometimes we forget that there's a game tonight in mid-November in Green Bay and the high of 25 degrees at kickoff here, sensational. That's the way you want it. And if I'm looking at a temperature of a game with maybe wins in the double-digit range here, who would that benefit here? I don't know. One team is a mobile quarterback, an absolute hammer at running back, could care less about throwing the football. That plays right into the Tennessee Titans' hands tonight. And for everybody out there going, man, The Green Bay Packers just resurrected their season last week, coming up and beating the Dallas Cowboys. Somehow forgot they were coming into that game on a five-game losing streak. The Packers, who coming into the season, I laughed at because they didn't have any wide receivers. There's people now saying, like, watch out for the Packers. I got news for you. 
they're going to lose this game, and they're not making the playoffs. As much as I like to say I'm a doctor and I can call hamstring injuries out a mile away, I'm calling it for the Green Bay Packers. An L tonight and an L for the rest of the season. Man, what an interesting description of two offenses, though. You know, you've got a situation with a mobile quarterback or maybe a guy that's coming off of an ankle injury. Two games ago, Evan Rodgers was scooting around for 40 rushing yards. And then you talk about a hammer running game. I'm sorry. Have we not watched Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon get absolutely loose and wild now a couple of weeks in a row? Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans average just four more rushing yards per game. And we find ourselves here again. Home field advantage. Where did the old Donnie right side go? Donnie and I, many, many moons ago, started this journey. And I thought to myself, man, I'll never have to ask Donnie who he likes on a Thursday night. Because he was strong, strict, conviction. Thursday night, home team or no team. And here we Mm -hmm. are, loving the road. Tennessee Titans in Lambeau Field, of all places. Donnie. What gives? This team lost to the Jets. This team lost to the Commanders. This team didn't even the get road. the double digits against the Detroit Lions. The roads. This is not our Green Bay Packers team that we cheered on, and it's so much fun to go in and cheer the Packers on in Wisconsin. Maybe they'll wear one of their super ugly uniforms like they used to rock and say, you know what's cool? We're the Acme Packers, mm. one of the ugliest footballs, football uniforms in the history of the sport. But it all gets messed up. Why? Because it's Aaron Rodgers at quarterback tonight. He's going to need a little bit of his own medicine. This is a team coming in a little bit banged up in the Tennessee Titans, and I don't think it's going to matter. Aaron Rodgers will go down at least five times tonight in that pocket. And we're led to believe that that running game is going to rescue them. Have you seen the Tennessee Titans play defense? Have you seen the way they like to get around you like a boa constrictor and eventually take you out by the end of the game? This should be the, the, the thought process here, not the Detroit Lions, where we're going to take you out in the deep water and drown you. No, the Tennessee Titans will take you out into the deep water and drown you, and that's what's going to happen tonight in freezing cold conditions. You're going to line up and tell me Derrick Henry coming through that A-gap that that team is going to want to tackle? Absolutely not. The tougher team is getting the victory tonight, and that's the Tennessee Titans. And you're right. It usually is home team or no team, and typically that as well. But the Tennessee Titans got that mojo good enough to step in here and play defense. And, oh, yeah, lock down the running game for the Green Bay Packers. Why? Mm. You don't have to worry about anybody at wide receiver. And don't even though – and, look, I'm going to preface this by a counter my counterpoint for myself is Christian Watson at wide receiver – He's going to get shut down, but yet I did bet him to score a touchdown tonight. So there you go. Mm, thank you very much. He'd be lucky to find the end zone uh, after contrary. the first time very he finds the end zone. Yeah. Uh, listen, let's <laughs> now the, the Far other, He's going to uh, score again, with he's the, not the, going to score. So that's my wager tonight. <laughs> listen, they're often at at ten to one, folks. I mean, the value is unlike anything we've ever seen it before is. here on the Vandal Sportsbook. The 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 last thing, and then we'll get to the total. But again, Green Bay Packers. How about a markedly different team at home this season? 23 points per game in their own building, 27-plus in three out of the four. And again, the last game, they put up 31 
points, 31 points on the unstoppable Dallas Cowboys defense. They average over 10 more points per game at Lambeau this year than in their road games. So it just feels like we're not factoring that in enough. Well, not we, you, me, factoring it in plenty. It's Green Bay Packers here on a Thursday night. Total, and then we'll do the props. The 41, I don't know how much interest you have, but it is hard not to think yeah. under. These are slow teams that, as we both say, want to pound the rock. The Titans this year, four of five on the road, have gone under. Neither one of these teams rips it off and runs away, really, from an opponent. And if, by chance, either one of them, Donnie, does get a big lead, they're going to hand the ball off then until the game gets close. It, it makes some sense there, right? You see the 41 out there. And in the NFL lore, 41 is not really a big number to get. You should be able to get that. But if you're looking at really cold conditions, some wind going up, a Thursday night football game, and both of these teams happy and content to keep it slow and be close in the fourth quarter, it makes a lot of sense to take the under in this one. Now, if we do start to switch it over for some prop bets here, it's not a great game per se where you're expecting these two teams to light it up. We'll get some of the game specials in just a bit. But I do, however, like, and I bet it won it last week, it's the secondary options, Kevin, you know I like. And it's A.J. Dillon. Each and every week, they keep posting him in the mid-30s here, which means if he gets eight or nine carries, he's probably going to get that. Win or lose tonight, I don't think either one of these teams is going to run away with it, so therefore the running games will still be intact. I actually like A.J. Dillon to get into the 40s tonight on the ground here in a true running game. I, I don't mind that at all, especially as someone that has an A.J. Dillon season-long number. I'd absolutely Love to see it. Uh, a number that I have to bring up, you mentioned Christian Watson's anytime touchdown number uh, at a yeah. strong plus 250 coming off of, of course, yeah. a three-touchdown game. Right uh, before him is Alan Lazard at 2-1. to one. Love a world where you play both makes a ton of sense. I have been talking about this all season long. Aaron Rodgers to throw over one and a half touchdowns is a number that you just have to be involved with at this point in time. Last week on Sunday on PFT, I gave the folks the Packers team total over as my best bet. I did wonder to myself, though, was I complicating it a bounce by not just making it Aaron Rodgers over his touchdown passing prop? Because this is a number that now over his last three seasons hits at over 83% of the time. He just throws two touchdowns in every game he plays. It's that simple. And if you lose that bet, which has actually happened this season three times, he has never in this three-year window, Donnie, gone back-to-back -back games without throwing a touchdown pass, so you just roll it around next week and make your money there. He's done it in spots where people weren't expecting it, like at Buffalo, where it was plus 130 for him to throw two touchdowns. Tonight, just min minus 114. That is a number that every single time he plays and the juice is in this range, I have to be on it. 
Yeah, it's a fun market to try to bet into. It really is. The only counterpoints there is Tennessee does have a very good pass rush and some good coverage numbers. So we'll see how it plays out. But it's still, as you said, Aaron Rodgers. When you get into the red zone here, any play action pass that he has. And Aaron Rodgers, one of the few guys in the NFL that takes the game into his own hands. What I'm talking about is here, oh, we have a called run to the right side. I'm going to look at my wide receiver, Alan Lazard, wink at him, and he knows just me and him, we're going to pass while everybody else has a run play. See it time and time again in Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, and that's why he's probably going to throw for two touchdowns tonight. Now, do I think they lose the game? I do, but there's no way I'm going to sit here and tell you, ah, there's no way Aaron Rodgers gets the two because, quite frankly, what are you asking for, Kevin? Give me one in the first half, and I'll let the chips fall where they go. He's probably going to do that, right? Yeah, it, again, it's, um, it's a legitimate breakdown. Quickly, um, Ryan Tannehill, 184.5 passing yards prop. Oof. You might think, ooh, yeah. that's light, that's disrespectful. On the road this season, 181, 137, 117. Uh, no thanks on Ryan Tannehill tonight. What else are you looking at? Props, match specials. Yeah, match specials here. Uh, we always talk about this, too. It seems like the one-and-one, one, meaning like one rushing touchdown, one passing touchdown, you almost like it better in the lower-scoring games where you say to yourself, this is going to be a running game. So what does that mean for us? Oh, Derrick Henry is going to score, and one of the two running backs here for the Green Bay Packers is going to score, and I just need one touchdown pass out of Tannehill and one out of Aaron Rodgers. It makes sense. That was listed at 380 a little bit earlier this morning. But And I know, it's not a great game. You don't get excited when you see props on a 41 in cold weather, and it's a Thursday night. I get it. But each one of these quarterbacks, and it's probably not going to happen, but it might be enticing enough to bet 9-1 to one to throw a touchdown pass for each one of these quarterbacks in each halves. It's not a sexy game. You don't look at Ryan Tannehill and say, oh, that's absolutely going to be done. But if we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, who should get the two, let's just say he does the one-and-one. I got an idea that Tannehill is at least going to throw one to keep you in this, but a nine to one price when usually we look at these at like plus 360, plus 380, five to one is a nice price, almost 10 to one for each one of these quarterbacks to throw a touchdown each half. That might entice me to take a little throwdown tonight on this Thursday night football game. How do you then not look at the each team's one and one though at plus 380? Because I, so I just did the Rogers breakdown, right? Exactly. So let's say, let's consider that done. Derrick Henry's minus 150 to score. So let's consider uh -huh. that done. So we're now on yeah. Packers rushing touchdown watch and Ryan Tannehill one touchdown exactly. watch at plus 380. Yes. Listen, and I know you might say, oh, the total's 41. It's 14-14 it's we're talking about here. That is no bang over to start like when we're talking about a number like that. The other thing is, and I got to admit, this has not been as successful as I thought because the hang-up is the three-plus touchdowns. But Henry and Aaron Jones for 200 scrimmage yards and three touchdowns is 7-1. to One, one long run. The, yard, one long the run. yards is done. It's the touchdowns that become the issue. But for reference, it's plus 380 for Derrick Henry to get into the end zone twice. You then just need one from Aaron Jones. It's a tempting number. Where are you going, folks? You got to listen up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio 
and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, final segment of the day right here for the early line. Series XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Network. Donnie Wrightside, Kevin Wall, 7 to 9 a.m. As usual, before we hand it over to the morning after and Ben Stevens and the rest of your Sports Grid program for the day. A lot to go over today that we hit numerous topics, including maybe a possible snow day in Buffalo, even though we're not looking at snow per se on Sunday as much as six feet could excuse me could fall in the Buffalo region. You got to be kidding me with that overall. But also, there is a Thursday night football game tonight between the Green Bay Packers and the Titans with a lot on the line for both of those ball clubs here in frigid, cold Lambeau Field. Something to watch out for. But as we say in the offseason in Major League Baseball, the hot stove starts to heat up. You got it. So make sure you listen up. Ah, good old Major League Baseball investigating the Yankees and Mets. For what here? Collusion? Come on, stop the madness. We're trying to believe Aaron Judge, who plays with the Yankees, who win, will win AL MVP and make a boatload of money this year, but possibly not from the New York Mets. Now, granted, in the offseason here, we've just begun. We're waiting to see where Aaron Judge is going to pick. But we were led to believe that Steve Cohen, a big pockets owner for the New York Mets, just might step in against those New York Yankees and try to outbid them on Aaron Judge. But news is coming out where Steve Cohen basically told Hal Steinbrenner, you know what, man? We respect you guys. We're not going to get into a bidding war with Aaron Judge. And the MLB, MLB PA, the Players Union, is very upset with that going, you better get into absolute non-collusion here and compete against each other so our player can make the most possible money. I get it. It makes some sense. And also Verlander on a, on a call from the owner saying, hey, you know what? He's looking for Max Scherzer money. What's wrong with that? You know he's looking for Max Scherzer money. Leave these guys alone. Let the offseason play out. And by the way, start signing some of these big free agents here. Let's get that mojo going for next baseball season. Now stay tuned here for Ben Stevens and the morning after coming up next, right here on the Sports Grid Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 